The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. Okay, let's do a podcast without a producer. This is wild. It was quite wild when Duncan balanced that banana skin on the door handle. Who balances so a banana skin practical on the door handle? practical and visually funny. It was interesting. It actually kind of looked like Damien Hurst or something. You know? <laughs> so true. Look out, Banksy. I yeah. am an Welcome to The Real Pod. It is going to be something a bit special today. And by special, I mean the kind of like the bad version of special. Mm. Like something's on special because it's a bit shit. It's past like, the by day. Oh, like, wh- why not? Why not? Which I'm going to go to. I've, it's been too long. I'm Context. Gonna... <laughs> oh, yeah. Why not is like an expired food store uh, in East Tamaki. And I used to be a very, very frequent shopper there. Uh, and... And it's not just expired food, it's just random crap that you didn't think was available in New Zealand. Mm. You get like wheels of cheese, like suspiciously cheap. Like, like I bought so much expired baby formula once, that, that's what got Vivian through, and that's why she's fine. She's fine. She's just, yeah. there's no issues there. <laughs> so um, can't recommend it highly enough. Basically, it's a shit show on weekends, but I'm, I'm going to make a trip out. But with that kind of, that's the kind of special... You're getting yeah yeah expired food, unknown origin, real lottery, mm. and maybe a little bit in bulk as well because you used to get oh, a big yeah. wheel of cheese. So this is the sort of the expired wheel of cheese of podcasts. Yeah, it's a big volume play up yeah. there. If you've got like an event on and you don't much care for your guests, go hard. Why not? <laughs> Pop this podcast on. <laughs> also, how's it spelt? Y W H Y K N O T. Why? Why not? <laughs> wow, is, I did not. What could it possibly mean? That is breaking news. Um, actually, I wish probably introduce the podcast in ourselves here. So this is the real pod. It is your pop culture in Aotearoa and reality TV podcast. And I'm Jane Yee. I'm joined by Alex Casey and Duncan Grieve. And Duncan has something to say. It goes hands oh. in the air. Yeah. So last week there was a prolonged discussion about my new gold chain. Um, and I've gotten a bit self-conscious. I'm not actually wearing it right now. But I do feel nude. Mm. Uh, I... Misstated the origin story. Like, oh, you've got a correction to this make. Is, a, is this a Nikki? It's, it's a correction. Have you had another email from your wife? Uh, I haven't had this. This was delivered <laughs> a live. live. Read? Oh, no. Yeah. So basically, the for years I've loved the look of an Italian gentleman, and but the thing that moved it from that's a vibe to I must be that was actually Davide and oh. Love Island. Yeah. So basically all winter, just watching those tan gentlemen, all of them, lots of, they're bejeweled, they are. but gold chains all the time. And I was like, I, I have to just do this, which for a 
eight-year-old chappy. Yeah, I was going to say, you're basically exactly the same <laughs> yeah. as Davide in every other way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> just the, the chain. I hope we see it return. Me too. It will, it will. I think just own it. That's what a midlife crisis is about. you just got to own it. I know. you just got to commit to the bit. So, yeah, look. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Mm. I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring that correction along. I'd just like to uh, comment on something else about your appearance, if you don't mind. Um, the T-shirt that you're wearing seems suspiciously ironed, which is very unlike you. I can uh, see creases in the arms. Or is it brand new? Uh, I've worn it before and it's been washed. But, oh, um, someone's ironed that. But it just hangs right. No, it hasn't, it hasn't been ironed. What's that crease in the, sh- in the arm about then? I don't know. I don't know if I believe you. It's from a shop. I think you're telling lies like a CTI contestant. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into the real news. Okay, Taylor Swift released an album and we have differing opinions. <gasps> I love this. I can't believe this. I sat down ready to have just a glowing midnight session. Dunko Grave, chainless. <laughs> <laughs> Unchained. <laughs> Unchained. No likey. <laughs> yeah, and really quite profoundly no likey. <gasps> but then, so, you, hang on, but then didn't you come back on Slack and say, oh, I'm coming around to it? I don't think I did. Oh. You okay. like karma. I love karma. But as I was talking to a friend of mine uh, and, and fellow Swifty, and he was like, that sentiment is one that she's done so many times before. And so it's like a mega tune, but I feel like, Karma as an idea and revenge and all these themes are just worn with her. But it's because it's all from all the different midnights of for her life, Duncan. I it know. makes sense. It does make sense, but I fe- I felt like, oh, where do we start? Where, where do, do we start? start? Do we just go around and, and deliver a, a sort of a, a quick react thesis and then discuss? Sure. Okay. I can say something that I love is all the effing and jeffing from our girl. <laughs> she is well, That's not absolutely. been historically a thing. No. no. She's all about goddams and hells, <laughs> give it hell, handsome as hell. And now she's like, fucking fuckity fuck. <laughs> wow. And I love it. Yeah, must children. <laughs> I love it too. Um, I, Do you have to beat that out? Are we no, an explicit no. podcast? We are we're, so explicit. We are. We're stepping into our Taylor potency on this. <laughs> totally fine. I don't love the voice changing. Do not love the voice changing, the, the pitch shifting into yeah. oh, the start. lower register. It just sounds old. It sounds weird. I don't like I it. I thought it was a guest. No, it's <laughs> her. I didn't realise. Low. Low. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Um, I'm not sure about that. But uh, my instant react is that I just I like it. <laughs> I don't love, I'm not in love with it, but I, I, I really like it. And I like it for what it is, okay, <laughs> which is an in-between the heartbreak album. She's too happy at the moment. There's none of those real amazing, sad, heartbroken songs. Like the like Karma, for example, is like the bad karma you're getting is that I'm happy. Yeah. Like I got a hot boyfriend Come on, on the screen. Come on, Taylor. <laughs> you can do better than that. But I do I like it. And I like that song that you hate with Lana Del Rey. <gasps> Snow at the beach. No. That is my fastest skip on the album. I do have a few skips. I don't like I don't like Snow at the Beach, weird but fucking beautiful, which we can all agree. <laughs> when it snowed in Dunedin. What's wrong with that sentiment? Nothing at all. It just it's feels just like truth. if you went Siri, write a Taylor yes, Swift and Lana it's, it's Del Rey an, song. It's an AI yeah. generated <laughs> song. And uh, it's not like the real sophisticated it's not like mid journey, it's that one which where everything's a bit deformed, you know? And like, you can't really Valley. hear Lana Del Rey. No, yeah. I didn't know Lana Del Rey was <laughs> That's on there. From her, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that like when they turn down the support act when you're um, 
when you go to a gig and it's, you can't yeah, hear the support act. Yeah, well, like I saw Pussycat Dolls um, supporting Christina Aguilera <laughs> a, a few years ago, and Christina Aguilera had obviously like the full noise stage show, and the Pussycat Dolls, who were at the height of their fame, borderline like eclipsing uh, Christina at the time, they had one chair. <laughs> <laughs> Whole show. For they all just those had dolls. To, they, they, yeah, five dolls, one chair. <laughs> it's like musical chairs. And uh, it was just such a mish, just watching them just do as much, do the most with that chair. <laughs> That's actually in, in a weird twist of events. When Lady Gaga first performed, she was um, in New Zealand. She was supporting the Pussycat Dolls, <gasps> and she just wow. had like the corner of a stage and one piano, and still shat all over. Like that was the end of she the Pussycat shat. Dolls. <laughs> she shat all over the Pussycat Dolls. She does do that. Performantly speaking. <laughs> Um, and that was the end of the Pussycat Dolls, pretty yeah. much, because Lady Gaga, with her one piano, just managed to wipe the floor with them. They were actually set to come back for soap Pop before the pandemic, and then it got cancelled. That would have been a great show. I yeah. mean, Nicole Scherzinger. Like, yeah, sure. oh, yeah. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. No, 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 me either. Actually a lovely lady as well. Gonna Is she? Yeah. Your friend. We're close. Personal <laughs> met once. Yeah, so. So. Back to Taylor. Back to Taylor. I think this is her worst collection of lyrics overall. Like, I, there's, like, I think there's, there's some, some great lyrics. There's some stinkers in there, but I think she's doing it on purpose. She knows that Sexy Baby's going to go all over TikTok in a second. Sexy Baby's horrible. Yeah, there are some bad, bad. There are, there are bad lyrics. So, so, there's some great lyrics too. Because I've, I've always like found... Taylor intriguing, like, like you know, I should say, I, if, if anyone who's not familiar, like my position is Taylor Swift is the greatest. Like I, I, I'm a huge, huge Swifty, and but I, you know, I re- I'm not like uncritically so. Like she's always had some, like you, you know, the the nice little dress, yeah. like just some real, like you could have just used so. There's so many different <laughs> words, and you just she just has some like they're often quite trite, uh, like and they just feel like. They just needed a sub a lot of the time. And but but she always makes up for it with these like really vivid emotionally conjured situations and and with just hooks and and, mm. and she always seems to just know where to go with the sound of one glaring exception being reputation. And this feels like reputation too to me in terms of like it's just off in terms of the moment. And I think the part of the reason why I am just struggling so much with this album was that the Red Taylor's version basically just held me through the last year and I was so sure that that she had like some kind of mental big data operation going where she'd go, okay, the last two records had a lot more guitar on them than I've had for probably five, six years and look at the response to the Taylor's versions of Fearless and Red what the world needs now is for me to me to zag and just make a guitar record again. Yeah. While everyone else is just hypersynthetic and everything sounds like it's made by AI on some level, and I was conv- I'd convinced myself that that's what it was mm. going to be. So it comes out. I'm driving, like my kids down. We're all the whole family's like huge fifties, and we press play, and it's just like it's that weird voice altered thing. And then I go, okay, that's just going to be a one off because I don't mind Levitt Hayes, don't mind Maroon, and it just. Never comes, and then there's like vigilante shit, which just is a thing that should not be. Yeah, oh, you're really. I am. Oh I'm really gosh. sad. Like I feel like I'm. I'm mourning what I thought was going to be a great three months for me with this album. I know how, oh. how this needs to be fixed, and I not. It's not going to be a popular opinion. Because I maintain that she's not sad enough, and it's when yeah. she's sad, she does her best work, right? Mm. And she's way too happy at the moment. Okay, so I take this album for what it is. It's just a fun pop 
whatever, coming into summer, I'm down with that. That's fine. Winter time, our winter, please, Taylor. Someone's got to kill a cat. Someone's, <laughs> got, oh, someone's got to get rid of Jane. Meredith. And then we're going to have possibly the best Taylor album of all time as she sings sad songs about her cat. Yeah, but then, I'm not going to do it, and I'm not. But you've said it now. That's breaking, though. Jane is, not, Jane is refusing to kill Taylor's cat. <laughs> yeah, I do refuse to <laughs> Even kill music. Taylor's cat. And I actually, just, just to so, be clear, I'm not going to kill the cat either. Duncan? Duncan? I won't kill Taylor's cat. Because I'm not sure that that would get like the the sad over a cat album. I'm just not sure we're going to get the the, the right emotions. Okay, but so if I was convinced that it would give us another, you'd do it with red. You. Or would you rather? Would you rather another bad Taylor album or To Kill a Cat? I think you'd go with the cat, wouldn't you? For the world, yeah. Uh, you know. I'd probably go to prison for the rest of my life. I'm assuming that when you kill a celebrity's cat, there's like a special law. They just haul No one out. needs to know about it. There's no proof. I no. Feel- <laughs> yeah. There's nothing on record. But I, th- I actually totally buy your thesis of she's too happy, therefore she's gone back into her bag of like old emotions and it just, just feels both sonically but particularly thematically like too, too similar to where we've been before. Okay, anyway, we should move on. Is no, no, I want Alex's oh. thesis. She, you've done yours. Sorry. I've done mine. I just length. liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the swearing. I like when she goes, your room is cheap as food as rosy. <laughs> I like that bit. <laughs> I just like the little funny bits. Yeah, I like little bits too. I like the little bits. But I think, it's, as I say, fine for what it is. Just- I skip... I skip the line I write, I skip Labyrinth, and I skip You're On Your Own Kid. You always have been. Because that one is cringy. Yeah, yeah, that is cringy. me. But Karma, Bejeweled, Maroon. Oh, I love it. I really, really like it. To me, I listen. I am looking for the album that's going to get me through summer, though. And that is, that's, that's fine. This is the one this that's going to get it. you through? Because uh, I only need one album at a time. Maybe sometimes only one song at a time. Mm. Me too. weeks on end. Me too. For weeks on end. <laughs> It didn't used to be this way. I don't know what happened, but I'm I'm with you. I will say the anti-hero video oh, makes yeah. me cringe. Yeah. But why does she always do it? It's like me. You know, when me was the big oh, vid- launch May video of Lover. diabolical song. Really. Yeah. Delete that from the catalogue. Because I watched, I experienced anti-hero first through the video, not just listening to it, and it really gave me that. Oh, no. <laughs> but on its own, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. The, the first... The, the the first couple of lines of Antihero is good, and the and the the hook I think works. But then there's just that section. Like I don't know, I don't know. I mean, like I, I need to give it more time because there is a grand history of Taylor things like growing on you and her being mm. right and you being wrong, and I, I I totally acknowledge that. But right now, oh man, that's a, that's a sad face. <laughs> I'm a sad man. <laughs> oh, let's cheer you up. With have you got any other real news, Alex? Have you bumped into um, any shilly beliefs? Yeah. It's another edition of Who's at the Mall? <laughs> Who is at the Mall, Alex? <laughs> Me, always. Yep. And also Kirk. Kirk, what's his name? Kirk, Kirk the businessman who Kirk went out with Angie man. Stone from Real Housewives. Kirk. He was fe- yeah, featured in the Real Housewives and he's also, I think, a friend of yours. Is his name Kirk? His name his is Kirk. Segment. I just keep thinking Kirk Harding. Who was it's like, Kirk Hope. Kirk, Kirk Hope. Hope. That's right. yeah. Mr. Hope. He's not like a friend of mine, but but I can text him and mm. he'll reply to me. Hang he's, on, Teddy Bear is a friend of yours, isn't he? The Teddy Bear. Oh, absolutely not. 
Oh, God. No, he's like cancelled as hell. I know, he? I just thought you were friends with all the women. Cuddly, oh, cuddly look, bear. I, cuddly, I cuddly always bear. seek approval from a business man. Yes. Like, that's one of my many embarrassing traits. And I was wearing a, a too big gold chain. Why he picks him the chain? Go, thoughts? <laughs> I think he'd be into it because he wants. So, we once. The, the peak of our friendship, he took me for a drive in his Mercedes. And we had like quite a long dinner and then he drove me home in Wellington, drove me back to my hotel. And I got into this car and he just turns it on and Lil Wayne is playing so loud, like crazy oh loud. And then he just does not touch that dial. And I'm like, this is a vibe. <laughs> and so I feel like he would see my gold chain and be like, yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, righto. What else? Who else? You've seen some. Oh, else? I've seen other people. At, At Auckland Airport. Airport. Mills Muliaina, Carl Tanana, and Leon Wadham from Rings of Power and famously the director of Bad News. <laughs> He's here most days, let's be honest. <laughs> I know, but to see him at the airport, yeah, what true. a thrill. Any others? Is that it? No, that's it for that's me this week. week. Did you have any? Quite a good haul, though. Very good haul. No. No. Okay, well, let's. Um, <laughs> shall we move on to reality check then? Let's do it. I am disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs> okay, we've got a weird thing. A weird thing has happened. We haven't received all of the episodes of Celebrity Treasure Island for this week at time of record. So what we're going to do is we're going to recap the first two with no context of what happens in the third one, which is the Wednesday night. Um, but we live in hope that it will arrive and that somehow we might be able to tack it on the end but if not, we don't know what happened on Wednesday night while we were recording this. Can I do a little plug first? Yeah, plug away. I um, I interviewed the winner of last season's Celebrity Treasure Island and guest star of this season, Chris Parker, on my other podcast, The Fold. Uh, and I think it's quite good. I feel like he he's quite cool and reflective. Recorded by Jane Yee, so this thing wow, sounds Chris. crazy. Does it sound all right? I have not listened. I don't know. I assume it does. But anyway, um, check it out. <laughs> That's what people say. Tune your dial into the fold. Also, um, can you can you rate my podcast? It's still languishing on like a 4.6, which oh, feels no, like no. that feels like the Spotify podcast equivalent of like a two. Okay, so jump on Spotify. You can rate on Spotify now. You can also get on Apple iTunes yep. and, and review it and rate it there. Five stars only, though. Not That's interested right. in anything below that. While you're there, do the same for the real pot. You know? just, do the you know where we're at? Fine. What's I, our... Um, we're fine. Trying to pull up our rating. We've, at the no, moment. we're not fine. I mean, we're fine, but we could always do with more. Well, we want more, but I think, we're, I think we are on the right number. Yeah, 5.0 from 76. Ooh. Let's see what the fold is currently sitting on. Wow, this is really bad. 4.7 off 70. Yeah, oh, I'm aching no. up. But... This, is, this is bad podcasting, guys. Hey, look, we're desperate. <laughs> Also, everyone knows I'm sad because of midnight. Okay, all right. <laughs> Make the sad man happy and give him a five-star rating. All right. <laughs> okay, so CTI, we are on day 3,647. These guys are actually there a long time now. We're up to like 21 the days. The tally thing, like, it's gone for a long time. A really long plank. time. They feel like they've moved from I am a celebrity who's on a show to I am – living in this location mm. and in a past life I was a celebrity mm-hmm. like their the new reality is where they are mm. and that has made the show very funny and weird <laughs> there's a week. real sense of like 
rot <laughs> in a literal sense. <laughs> like, like Devoy's s- like, my feet are mouldy. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I believe her too. <laughs> and then she has, a, well, she has a, just like a, a break that, like, the, they can't control, like, their emotions are just like, they'll try, start trying to do a joke, and by the end of the, the line, they're <laughs> yeah, crying. Yeah. Like, multiple people. <laughs> it is, it's really, everyone is unraveling, and it's such good television. The mm. strat is next level, but I think I followed it all. So we start Monday night's episode with Karen having just saved Courtney and Susie D's narrating this and doing a great job. She's pissed. <laughs> I think it sucks. She, she, it shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> and to be fair, she, she, we talked about this last week. I, I, the more I think about it, the more I come around to the idea that you can't just like save anyone without mm. a card, you know, or something. You can't just like roll in there and be like, I'm going home. If Karen wanted to sacrifice herself, that's fine, but she shouldn't get to choose who she sh- she saves. That's true, yeah. Or shaves. Oh. Mm. Mm. Anyway, uh, everyone's playing cards except for Courtney and Ron and <laughs> Jesse, who is doing the dishes, apparently clean dishes, because he just doesn't want to be... He he's just doesn't want to highlight the fact that he's the middleman. It's got his fingers are in every single pie and a few cupcakes. <laughs> I don't know if his fingers are in the cupcakes. Oh, the cupcakes I think the cupcakes are, are on the around. side. Yeah. So is this like bake sale? What's this? I don't what's know. This I love I love it though. I love it when they go off and and basically the the cast do a kind of like a visual um, interpretation of what's going on, and then the graphics team are like, "Leave this with me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, it does feel like the the whole production is is un, unraveling at the same time as the cast in a in a really enjoyable way. Well, clearly they haven't edited episode uh, Wednesday's episode of this week because we haven't received it. That so. is quite close to the <laughs> line, close, right? Like they, yeah. they, they, this airs in like thirty hours and they haven't finished it. <laughs> oh, there's so many people are all pissed off at the moment. Like Courtney's pissed off with Jesse for not stopping Siobhan from putting her up. Then Karen's left her clue for Courtney, which is nice. Jessie's in pies and cupcakes. And then there's a charity challenge to just <laughs> ease the tension, um, which is the Just Got Married can thing. So this is such a flawed challenge. Disaster. Because you can just stand on, like, the ties were coming undone, yeah. <laughs> which immediately makes it unfair. You can accidentally stand on your own cans. That's it's fine. just cribbage, cribbage trampling his own. Oh, yeah, I thought um, what I would do, which Jessie Chook kind of did, is like, Really high kicks. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesse's like Russian got, dancing, you know? Got, <laughs> he's got no issues with his dignity. He, nah. he will sacrifice anything to win. And when he does, um, Ron fouls out and uh, the pair run off into the sunset, which is cute. Again, graphics got in there with a, with a, a post, post-produced sunset, which That's is lovely. Amazing. Well, they haven't seen the sun in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say briefly, just on the Just Married um, can tied to a thing, we actually did this on the weekend. I attended a beautiful, beautiful low-key family wedding. And on the way to the airport, my partner Joe tied a single can of empty fresh up <laughs> onto the back of the car. We got about 100 metres down the road. We're like, this is way too scary. <laughs> Pull over because it was tinging around. It kept hitting the back yeah. of the windscreen. Everyone was looking. It's way more stressful in real life. What flavour fresh up? And what um, size can? The yellow, yellow can, just the regular... Wow, that's the classic. 300 ml um, apple, Is that like apple, apple mango, orange? apple orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traditionally, you use like tin cans rather than drink cans, don't yeah. you? Oh, but, but then Joe, how do you tie them on? I don't know. You use number eight wire and some Kiwi ingenuity. Yeah, I can use a drill. A wow. drill? Yeah. That's a lot of prep. Actually, not a bad call. It's doing a wedding, it with- though. Like, you can, it's quite a notoriously prep-heavy event. <laughs> 
It's very low down the list of things to do, though, right? This After is very last minute. Kind of put just married into the dust on the windscreen, <laughs> on the back, on the back windscreen. But yes, just be aware if you're doing this at home. It's it's challenging. Okay, um, Jesse is promising to be. He's really starting that he's amping up the lies now. Before he was being a bit clever about how he presented things, and now he's straight up lying to people. He's mm. like, Ron and Court. I am absolutely loyal to you, you're my alliance. And then straight off to the Funkalicious Four to say, <laughs> look, I'm loyal to you, I promise, I'm, I'm good for it. Um, after uh, There's definitely some tension because we get a special motivational speaker to join Susie <laughs> D in a wee, a wee moment for everyone. And this is uh, the great man, the legend, Ron Cribb. Um, <laughs> come down from just over there to tell everyone we should all be able to catch up for a coffee after. Obsessed with us having a coffee afterwards, yeah. eh? And the respect. And the respect. respect is key. I think it's interesting, though, because I think there is something in reminding people it's a game. We should kind of silo this experience. And as we've made some nice connections, we should be catching up for coffee afterwards. And it shouldn't be a problem. But do you think... That everyone's catching up for coffee after this. So I, 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 I feel like of if you were to rank every season of Treasure Island cinematic universe in terms of like the most ranker and the least coffee consumed, <laughs> this is the one. Like there's, mm. there's just so many real like people like we are now like six months removed from when the thing happened, seemingly in the depths of the worst winter and in history. And people, it's still raw, Mm -hmm. like for heaps. I mean, of the, the, I don't know, I think I've talked to or heard a few different people discuss it. None of them seem okay. Okay, so we do know that Ron and Jesse are still mates because they organised the fundraiser together recently. (gasps) We haven't talked about the DM from Ron Cribb. Are we allowed to talk about that? Oh, yes. I got a DM from Ron Cribb because when I was at the fundraiser, I said to him, Hi, my name's Jade Podcast. James <laughs> Podcast. And he said, um, he said something like send it to me. And so I did. But then it was not for a thousand years until he actually replied to me. He's busy. Um, so on Friday, he said, Hi, Jane. Nice to meet you too. And thank you for support. Da, 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 da. We raised 22000 That's a lot of money. Anyway, just listened to your pod space cast. <laughs> really cool. You guys have such a positive spin on things. Love it. Thank you, guys. New paragraph. Cheers, Ron. Oh. Written like a letter. It's lovely. Oh. New paragraph. And I replied to him and he left me on scene. So, Does that mean we're in the All Blacks now? Yes. <laughs> does. That, is that the All Blacks group chat? It sure is. Imagine Pod. that. Ron Cribb and us Cast. three. <laughs> Look out, Australia. Do you think it's the first podcast Ron Cribb has listened to? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I do. I, that's what I, I believe. That's so, <laughs> anyway. Ron Cribb's favourite podcast? Yeah. The real podcast? I think you can say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So anyway, uh, where were we? Ron, I was just saying that Ron and Jesse still mates. I feel like I I kind of forget that for a lot of the people who are in the cast, they don't see all the wheeling and dealing until they watch it back in real time mm. with the real people. So they might they might have been getting on fine at the bowling alley, but they haven't seen what Jesse's been up to on the telly yet, right? And Courtney, and like, Courtney oh. is a rabid dog. <laughs> she wants that bone prize so bad. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? She, the she, what dog's dog with a bone. She's playing the game like she, she doesn't remember what life is and human relationships are like and friendships. She is just fixated on winning this thing. And I think that Karen's sacrifice has just flipped her over the edge. Yeah. And I, 
love it. She's got so many trinkets, <laughs> that big spool. So many things. The clothes are so weird. Where are they packing them all? <laughs> and do you remember when uh, on a previous season, the, I think it might have even been last season, uh, Chizzo with the egg to the face and the mana oh, guide? Yeah. Mm. Courtney's like got that energy at the moment, just like wide-eyed, True. knows exactly what she's doing, feels a teeny bit bad about it, but not bad enough to stop doing it. Mm. She's really absolutely just going for it, lo- complete lone wolf style. <laughs> Did she hear that? I didn't, but Duncan's clutching his stomach. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was Banana, basic. not enough. That was basic. Banana, not enough. <laughs> no, I'm hungry. Smile, smile three, you should have just eaten the skin. That would have solved two problems. Yeah, it was real starchy one, though. <laughs> uh, okay. Susie clears the ear with Joel. I didn't really pick up on the fact that they had some tension. She just thought he was a weird weirdo. I know. Completely. The sadness so... of everyone just being like, God, Joel's so weird. I don't, I don't understand that because Joel seems completely normal to me. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> I don't know if he comes off that normal. Mm, I don't think he comes off that weird. Maybe he's weird in a celebrity sense. Yeah. He's not like a big shouty look at me guy. Well, because I don't. I mean, he's fundamentally not a celebrity. Like, mm. like he, he is... He achieved brief fame during the pandemic for being an aerosol scientist. He, his whole life has been, I'm going to be a scientist. <laughs> and then a pandemic happens and he's on the news a few times. Like All the rest of them have been like, I need, pay attention to me. Like, this is my whole job. Or, or some variation of that. I mean, not not everyone, everyone. Like, obviously, there are sports stars and so on. But he, he's the most, like, a... A normal person mm. out of everyone there That's in terms of his background. That's why I'm like, he feels like a normie to me. Yeah. I, I mean, think people expect a lot from the mullet American yeah, combo. Yeah, true. And the moustache. And the moustache. He's got a lot of and things the going on. When he's actually just quite a laid back, like Or laying down like and asleep. sleeping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sleep kind of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was nice to see them kind of have a wee moment. Um, and she tells Joel that Cam's got the stand-down card and can keep someone from competing in a face-off and therefore have no chance to win. We'll choose who goes up for elimination. Speaking of face-offs, we've got the puzzle pieces on a windmill thing. They have to swim out. Swim out. Uh, the drink. The, is, this where, is this where Susie D has her moment? It yeah. Is. Where she's, she starts seemingly making a joke about how it's like torture because they've just spent the night you know, it's been raining all night and now they've got a water challenge. But it's and also she... been raining for, for weeks. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Not just last night. I don't remember the weather being this bad for this long. Like, ever. Like, it's so... This year, you mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. They've got a different, it's a different climate. Microclimate. Yeah, but it's <laughs> the winterless north where it's seemingly like the winterfell, winterfell north. Um, and she kind of collapsed. Was like, I'm not playing. Oh, I, I think was like, she was doing. Joking? No, she was doing a mock tantrum. But then it became it real. Became real. Yeah. <laughs> it was. There was a real. I feel like that is actually a really good example of how this whole show is. Everyone's ha ha funny, 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 funny. Oh my god, it's real. Yeah. You know, like at uh, some point it just changes. I'm watching Cam's face. He's like, ha ha. Oh dear. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but also. It becomes clear during this challenge that Susie and Siobhan are not comfortable in the water as yeah. well. Can't, so I think can't swim. Maybe can't, uh, Siobhan basically said that she was taught to swim in the last few days. Yeah. Um, and the for everyone else who's quite tall, Susie D got out there. and It was kind of like up to her neck. So most people could, could get away with just running out to the planks, but mm. she actually at some point had probably was the only person who actually had to swim, and probably the person who likes it the least she's not confident in the water at all so I feel like that might have informed her little reaction there 
Yeah. Not just that it was wet on wet, but also it was actually involving something that she she doesn't feel very strong in. Was Cribby, it barely got up to his knees. He well, just parted the sand. It was so crazy just watching him just... Like, Jesus, like, like, swimming, like an ocean swimmer, and he looks over... genuinely takes four steps to the planks, you know? It's crazy. He's like... he's He is... The, they described him as the Hulk, but he does have that appearance, like... Because it's like water... The physics of water don't apply to him. No. It's just he's like walk, just walking normally. It's <laughs> intense. Anyway, who wins? Jesse wins. Can we talk about Brianna mooning Matt from oh, her crow's nest? What? Brianna's <laughs> performance during this was unbelievable. Crazy. That she, woman can act. The power went to her head. I mean, there's a reason why she can't go up and be the main the main uh, person. Because she's going to get she, her ass out. She <laughs> too, becomes too powerful. <laughs> The moon. Now, was do you think the moon was choreographed? No. Do you think no. we knew the moon was coming no. on set? No. I think that was just... Free moon. Again. And it, we know Matt loves a bum. Yeah. <laughs> he loves <laughs> a Belfie. Is he the Belfie king? He's, yeah. I don't know. Geordie Porter is the Belfie king for a while there. And Paul Henry. It's actually like... Yeah. It's a genre. A it's almost a ranking, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, look, I think, I think, again, I think this is the point that everyone's losing the plot. Including yeah. the hosts. Yeah. You know? I loved her, like, eating the cheese, seemingly eating the prize. Yeah, yeah. But also just doing, like, a, a fancy French it's character, bit. yeah. No, no one asked for that, but no. she just gave it to us, and it's just a lovely gift. So this is what happens, like, when Taylor Swift, no one asked for the pitch shifting with her voice, and we didn't like it, but this is what happens when something good, when someone tries something new, and it's good, and we love it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she's, I mean, she's not named after a cheese, but... Oh, that was a good. You can have fun with that. You can have fun with that. God, that platter looks so So good. good. And those sandwiches and a line. Yum yum. God, I'm so hungry now. So hungry. My my tummy. We've not eaten for all of like what an An hour. hour. (laughs) I had a banana. (laughs) (laughs) These people have only been eating rice for like two and a half weeks. It's great. Okay. Right, where are we? Jesse wins. Jesse wins. He takes Courtney and Susan for his cheese board treat, and Ron is pissed. He didn't get to go for the the mushroom pasta with Courtney, even though he's in alliance with Courtney, and now even though he's in alliance with Jesse, he doesn't get to go for the cheese board. Man needs a feed. Yeah, and nothing nothing upsets him more than being uh, rejected from the food prize. He was properly enraged. He was effing and jeffing. Starting to feel like a spare prick at a wedding. (laughs) You don't hear that ever. <laughs> What's a spear prick at a wedding? I think it's like a sing. Is it a single? Is person? it a single man? Spear prick. But th- that's a very famous phrase. Is it? It is. Yeah, yeah but I know. I'm just like, is it just any prick that's not the groom, or nah, is it nah, it's nah. just someone who? Who's I I think it may or maybe it's like end of the night. Right. You're a lad. Everyone's hooking up, and for he's the not bridesmaid. Some <laughs> such, and Ron's going. What am I? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that I've Ron a literal in, this, spare prick. in this game, Ron is anything but the spare prick at the wedding. He's king prick, if anything. Yeah, yeah, king prick. <laughs> but it just goes to show how just like one slight can really mess with their heads. Suddenly mm. he's like, I didn't get invited to the cheese board. My alliances clearly mean nothing, you know? Yeah. But not only that, when he like, I love the way that he, he basically forces a loyalty test and 
Jesse Parsons like, only five to go now. <laughs> <laughs> really amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like you're 25% of the way there. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, he, did, he wasn't part of that loyalty conversation. That was all Courtney because right. Ron famously was not at the big argument cheese board lunch um, that Susan DeVoy witnessed. And it was... She's, well, met witnessed part of and then was told... Yeah, then she was told to go, but happy to leave as well because it was off. getting tense. Very tense. <laughs> Loved it. Courtney Getting a bit heavy yelling. for me. Courtney was absolutely... <laughs> and crying. She yeah. just, yeah, this was crazy. Um, so the the long and the short of it is that Courtney's doubting Jesse's loyalty. She wants him to prove it by putting up one of the Funkalicious four. He wants to put up Joel, who's a cupcake. Let's not forget. He's not mm. in one of the pies. So that means nothing really to Courtney. Um, but she is like... Joel's got a weakness for Siobhan. I'm not sure what she was implying by that, but Joel's got a weakness for Siobhan, and he'll forfeit against Siobhan if you put Siobhan up. So put Siobhan up. And, Mastermind. Uh, she's right. Mm. She's right. She's it's, bloody right. How is she that deep in the game? It's really because amazing. she, I, I feel like it's all she thinks about. Yeah. I think she's mm. watching everyone's conversations. She's watching everyone's tells. She is probably, she's got a mind map in her kainga of all the different, <laughs> you know, relationships. She's and got all the dead animals, like, pieced <laughs> yeah, yeah. out, like, this is Joel. <laughs> is, it, is she implying a, a sort of a showmantic crush or, like, what? what's... No, I think it's just that they go they go way back, right? They were together in the very first camp. And Joel is very nice. And I think Joel did a line with, like, you know, Karen, Siobhan, quite early on. Yeah, I think they just... I think he just is... Has a, has a soft spot for her, I would say. Right. Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean showman's. No. Um, but it was it was, the, the the phrasing was ambiguous. It and, was, but that, that's of course they're going to make it look like that. And then the way, way he got, well, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it, right? But there, there was it was a um, it was a strange strange ending. Mm. Yeah. The way that Courtney st- like seeded that, and then also then went straight to Siobhan and yeah. was like. Here's what's happening. Also, we need to work together. We need a female yeah. alliance. She is just, she's building yeah. a world around her. She is. <laughs> she's like, I'm do- telling her this to gain her trust. And yeah. now I think I've got some trust and we can we can kickstart the women's alliance again. She is playing the game so hard. Jesse asks Cam if he's interested in trading uh, safety for that evening, not putting up for elimination for his game-changing card. Um Cam says no, he's not going to do that, but I pinky promise I won't use it on you tomorrow. Ooh, this exchange mama. is really amazing. <laughs> like, <gasps> oh, oh no. Is it a test? Is it real? It vibes. Is it real? real. Normally it only oh, goes off for one. God. Give it a minute. Okay, no, oh, we've got we to get out. We'll be back. It's an emergency Bye. pod. I'll take my computer. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Is it mad that the world burning is not in our, like, top three concerns? You thought bad news was done, but I'm back with more. In Alice Sneddon's Bad News Saves the World, I finally address the climate crisis and explore why no one cares. Watch it on thespinoff.co.nz. I can see the anxiety starting to emit from you.
Talo for Lover. I'm Madeline Chapman, editor at The Spin-Off. If you have the means, consider supporting our high-quality journalism by becoming a Spin-Off member. Sign up now at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. Oh, that was a crazy fire, wasn't it? It was alarming, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We are all okay. So thank you for your concern. All the emails and texts we received in the last... But why are we okay? 13 seconds. We're okay because Tina, Tina, Tina Teller, that's uh, a fire warden. Very, very close friend of the pod. Used to produce it um, for for many a year, mm. full score and ten, in fact. And she, uh, she's a fire warden. <clears throat> she came in here, and she, you know, that little pause. We were like, is it real? Is it not? Basically, in that seven seconds where we were deliberating on whether or not it was a drill or if it was a test. She got the whole company out of the door. We, yeah. like, we were the last ones out. So many people working out. It's so crazy. And she had her vest on. I love it when she puts the vest on. Oh. Duncan needs to be called out for for, for doing a no-no. Oh, when I did a fruit you grab run. Some, <laughs> grab some fruit on the way through. Like I, she, Tina told me to put my um, my coffee down. I wasn't allowed to take that out with me, lest I scold someone with yeah, my lukewarm coffee on the stairs, which is totally fair. But you didn't go directly to the door. You you you, you passed by go and went by the fruit bowl. Well, I was just concerned that what would happen to the if it was a real fire, that fruit just goes to waste, mm-hmm. and that and food waste is bad. Yeah. So and we don't know how long we're going to be out there. for. Yeah, I was worried about like I'm already my 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 stomach's already made its presence yeah. felt in this. Well, part. I've now eaten one of those very green bananas, and to be honest, I'm feeling pretty bad down down, down the stairs as well. Yeah. <laughs> Green, that's the thing though. They're like they're 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 a bit quite yellow, maybe a tinge of green, but not as much as you would think for the starchy uh, review that you've given. I chalky. I think the the problem here is that Duncan, you grabbed two bananas and a mandarin, knowing how bad the bananas were. I just thought we should all have a bad banana and and palmed <laughs> off the bananas to me and Alex. Did you eat yours? Mine's in my pocket. Not this pocket, it's in my jacket pocket. Uh, because I, I, after watching you eat yours, I thought, no thanks. Mm. And this all happened within space of about 15 seconds, to be we, clear. We can't all... We can't, it was a high-octane situation. I just think like the same way the royal family can't all travel together, we can't all eat bad banana at the same time. Mm. Yeah, you know? true. It's, it's dangerous. We need succession plans. We should have to nominate like a line of succession for each of us. Yeah. Oh my okay, that we can work on that, but shall we return to Celebrity Treasure oh, Island? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, there was the, the I think we were up to the um, the, ga- the, the game-changing card, Pinky Promise situation with Jesse and Cam. Uh, so we're off, off to the elimination now. We are, it's a, a stacking tower, a Hanoi stacking tower. Whoa, has it got a name? Yeah, Joel recognised it straight oh. away. Uh, he knows how to do this. Yeah. And it's one of those ones, I, I looked at it and the first thing I said was, you can't put the bigger ones on top of the smaller ones. I knew that that was, but I didn't know it had a name. But Joel came through and he was like, that's the Hanoi stacking tower. And uh, Surely to get a PhD in science, that's like the first thing you have to do. I think do. that's what you do at your interview. That's don't the you? P. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, P but. for puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so two titans of puzzles up against each other. Joel very clearly... Just throwing it. It reminded me of that um, that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with the anonymous brick, where they were, was is it who was who was the person who was very keen to be known for for having contributed the anonymous brick. You I, know, don't know. I don't know. Was it in the coffee sorry. shop? It, no, it was. It was like it's a very early episode, but basically there. 
you buy a brick to to contribute oh, yeah. to the uh, to the creation of a library or something, <laughs> and yeah, you know, the brick's like a thousand dollars or something. But the the whoever one you know, some of them were anonymous, but this person was very keen that you know. Whereas Joel was like pretending to throw it, but also making it very clear that he was throwing it. Mm, like, like yeah. he, I feel like he could have been just like a step behind, and but he basically just sort of stood there staring at it. I'm like, come on, you got a PhD, you're an aerosol scientist. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what I'd do too, though, because I'd want everyone to know that I was exactly being the sacrificial lamb. I just think again, that's a completely normal thing to do. No one's above that. <laughs> what do you do when you're on a give a little and it says do you want to donate anonymously or do you want to put your name in? It depends how much I'm giving. If it's a lot, I'll definitely put my name on it. If I'm, if I'm really cheaping out, I'll be like, oh, no. But I did it. I'll just oh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Um, what's give a little? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to start one up for you. It sort of depends whether it's one of the good charities or the bad ones, right, yeah, That's true. That's true. <laughs> refer, refer to our forthcoming rankings. Okay, so um, Siobhan wins. Uh, she, she knows that Joel's thrown it. She, she of, might have won anyway. She was really good at it. That's why I'm, I just sort of feel a bit sad for her because she was denied the chance of like a, a regular competitive win because she was she really mm. never let up. It was Look, impressive. I think we can all learn from the time that Karen O'Leary spent an hour 15 doing what should have taken 10 minutes in a puzzle that they can edit these things right down. And we actually don't know how long it took Siobhan to do that. In TV edit time, no time at all. But I had a go. <laughs> Oh. Did you? On my phone. Oh. Oh. Just on my phone. I looked it up and um took me ages. Really? Did you get there though? I got there. How long's ages? I don't know, maybe like ten minutes. That's not ages. But I was just doing it swiping across my screen. I wasn't like under the pressure of being on a television show and being slightly gone in the head from being at all lost it. Too much rice, not enough beans. Exactly. Kind of and then mm. sort of, you know, having to actually manhandle the puzzle pieces. Um, but she very reluctantly put on that last piece, knowing that she'd won yeah. this sort of in a not a truly honest way. We've now got two, the only two women, no, and no. Dame Sue's, but two women now who, who technically shouldn't be there. You know, like if Joel had gone harder, if Karen hadn't given up, Courtney would be gone, Siobhan might be gone I too. think if we look back at Aya as well. Aya? Aya. I think if we look back at Aya as well. Karen should have been Karen should have been gone long long before. Was that the puzzle that took a thousand years? That was years? the puzzle that took a thousand years. I think it took a thousand years because Ia was keen to get home to a baby. Yeah. There's just been a lot of weird exits, you know. Totally. With C's. I, yeah. I just think that would that would fuck with you, you know, being there still feeling unearned, yeah. already probably battling a lot of like imposter syndrome and trying to get to the finale and all that but stuff. But then what it does is it fills you with this renewed energy of like, I shouldn't be here. I have to do it for Joel, or yeah, I have true. to do it for Karen. So it'll be interesting true. to see what effect this has on Siobhan. Actually, we see what effect this has on Siobhan in the ne- very next episode. Episode 23, we start with a weather update from Cam Mansell. Um, it's shit. The weather update's great. The the weather is shit. So um, bad. Like, I'm, impre- I'm impressed that they stuck it out. Mm. Like, you can just imagine, and Susan, the boy, almost like made, made explicit in the previous episode, just getting up and just going, actually... I'm a celebrity. <laughs> Get, Get me, me out, out of here. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed. That, like the camps have held up against like, tornadoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weather bombs. We need to get them on whoever built CTI on solving the housing crisis. They True. make a lot of stuff. Seemingly, like the the total budget of the show is probably about the cost of like one small Auckland villa, and they build 
so many things <laughs> mm. for that. Mm. Plus, you buy a bunch of celebrities for a period of mm. time. Mm. You know, it's. I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand the economics of the show. I don't know how they can afford to make it. I don't know how it's not nominated for a TV award. I'm That's dark fine. on that. That's a scandal. Do a little aside on that because there's two reality. I don't know which one it falls into because there's there's best original and then there's best format. It's a format. It, I know it's a format, but it's an original New Zealand format, right? It's not one that's been brought in from overseas, so I don't know which one it would uh. fit in. But either way, whichever category it qualifies for, it should be a finalist. Well, what, what's nominated? Um, in the format ones, you've got like Master Chef, Snack Masters, Lego, Lego Masters, Master, all the Masters. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then sure in the word. other one, it's like Casketeers. That's the only one I remember. I mean... Not, not why, that why, any of these other shows aren't good, but I just feel like this is not such good. a this is Also, why aren't we the judges? Huh? Oh, good, excellent question. Mm. Why aren't we the judges? I mean, is there anyone more qualified apart from um, Rebecca Trelace? We've been, we? we have been judges before. I and they were just they judged our judging to be. Yeah, not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think we'll even get invited? Because remember we did that one time and that was Flappy Show and it was also when Erin and oh. Zach got together. So it was like an iconic moment. It's a huge night. I oh, hope God. so. Because someone yelled at you, remember? You were, you were in the opening thing, Duncan. You were in oh, the opening yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, I used to be in the opening punishment. every time. Maybe that's the problem is that we're, we're not reviewing enough New Zealand TV. Enough anymore. Okay. Anyway. We're going to get back to being more spicy. Okay. Like that's, a, that's a New Year's revolution. revolution. <laughs> Speaking of revolution, Siobhan is having a revolution uh, on the show. She is, she's got game mm-hmm. and she is an immovable monolith. Like, she will not, like, discourse will not be entered into she, once she makes a decision. Mm. And in this case, that Jesse and Ron are going up against each I'm jumping quite ahead. It's fine. But she, uh, uh, she was the shining star of this episode. I um, like also, I mean, she's she's doing what Ron has been preaching, where she's like, I respect you, but I'm playing the game. I like you normally, but at the moment, I think you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's so good. In the game. <laughs> I know. She's definitely having coffee with everyone afterwards. Yeah. Uh, the charity challenge is Classroom Basics. I don't know if it feels like this might be one that was just whipped, whipped wet, to wet the inside. Weather, <laughs> weather challenge. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it was health and safety. We're just like, mm. you can only sit down. It's too dangerous. You'll be <laughs> blown <laughs> Into the water, but it was good fun because uh, Susan Devoy won. I really wanted to see that she she reacted appropriately. I was someone about to who, say, very very chill reaction <laughs> for someone who had been desperate to win a charity challenge. Um, and I aunties. loved and I loved her line. If I can't win a general knowledge quiz against this lot, I might as well go home. <laughs> oh my God, so she's good. so shady. So shady. I love the question about what the Sistine Chapel ceiling, and it was like, who was the artist? And Elvis put Beyonce. Yeah, and Crib wrote Michael. Space, 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 space. Angelo. Angelo. Very similar pod. Pod to podcast. <laughs> it's his thing. Can, can, I, can I raise a point of order about one of the questions, which yeah. was how many, how many World Cups has the New Zealand rugby team won? There are two. Two New Zealand rugby teams. I know, team. and they, they just gave it for All Blacks. I but, thought they uh, Black said Ferns all. Have won like five. Did so. they say New Zealand, not not All Blacks? I'm, I I rewound it and was, you know, unless I'm very much mistaken, it was like. How many World Cups has the New Zealand rugby team won? Oh. Oh, mama. Awkward. Did anyone put five? Did anyone put five? Well, no, because I think it was eight. It's eight. I think it's eight. Did anyone put eight? No. This has changed the whole game. We were no, rewrite history. Like 13 and like, come on. Because Crib, Crib was trolling them. Crib, from the Crib, Crib did a hell of a job, but Crib <laughs> wrote three, you know. 
Um, okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Mel would have been pissed. I wish oh, Mel yeah. was still on the show. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Siobhan's upset with Jesse, not so much for putting her up, but because she put he put her up against Joel, right, for, like, using her to get rid of her mate. Because mm. the the logic was sound. Like, it's not like she was ever going home because Joel wasn't going to let that happen. Mm. But, but so, sorry, explain why. Like, I get that, you know, that you're close, but to sacrifice yourself so that that's really intense. They Everyone knew it, though. So it was clear that yeah. the, that was, like, a thing that they what, knew. Why? Has Joel been in the elimination arena before? Yeah. Yes. Remember, he famously tripped through the oh, yeah. apparatus. That's How probably, could I forget? That's probably the. That's a top three trip. Maybe he's just like, if I go there again, I'm just I'm out. No, it it's was poisoned. it was very much like I don't want to trip over again. He will throw it to save Siobhan. and so maybe that's something that he had expressed at some point. I don't know. Maybe there was a. A conversation between the pair of them where he's like, "You want this more than I do. You've got more to prove, and I'm keen to get home." I don't know, but I feel like we there's some there's a piece of the puzzle missing. Mm. Yeah, that we're not privy to. That everyone else seemed to understand to be fact, and it was proven. I thought it was a big risk to take mm. because there was, you know, I was like, "Well, what if he decides he's not going to throw it?" But he did. So, and he is a competitive guy, but for some reason. Maybe on. she's got some dirt on him. <laughs> Maybe she's blackmailing him. I mean, that's the real blackmail scandal. <laughs> um, Courtney now, this is where Courtney starts to go completely lone wolf. This alliance that she had with Ron, immediately she goes to Siobhan and she's like, Ron's a ticking time bomb. I know. And it was from, I think it was from the, the four, four tokens to yeah. prove your worth <laughs> conversation with Jesse to buy a coffee. Four tokens for a coffee? Standard. Um, <laughs> that was that was a. Uh, I thought when she first said this, she was just using this as kind of a way to sweeten up Siobhan to say, look, oh, look, I don't know if I trust Ron anymore, but she, but she actually, genuinely is like wavering on Ron, mm. right? Mm. She's I mean, Siobhan's a force. She's actually won quite a few things in recent episodes, and I think Courtney's starting to realise this. Sorry, I'm going a bit crazy. No, no, it's good. <laughs> the whole show has, and I love it. Who's your finale prediction, just just as an aside? Oh, I think Jesse. Yeah, oh, really? <laughs> Siobhan. And... Court, surely. Court. And I feel like that's an amazing finale. Yeah. Yeah, I think if if we looked at Court and Jesse in the finale, almost with anyone else, with, with those two, so hungry for it, so... Athletic. Just so in the game. So like in the game. just gone. There's a weird, yeah. But it's also interesting when Jesse talks about the fact that um, when he tries to convince Siobhan to not put him up, he's like, if we get down to doubles, you know, he thinks about the game ahead, not just yeah. like, not just the days that they're in. He knows that at some point they get paired up for one of the eliminations. He's like, you know, maybe you and I can work together if we're in a pair. And she's just like, don't trust you, mate. Yeah. You've blown it. Straight up. I love Siobhan. I also love at this point she's just wearing this, like, black beanie, beanie. covering all her hair, <laughs> going straight up. Just like a looks, smurf. Like a smurf. <laughs> she's, just, she's just in She's in it. And same with Ron. Ron's like, I've got all the trinkets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he had such weird reasoning. He was like, well, if I go up against Jesse and uh, Jesse wins, I'm giving him the trinkets. So. Yeah, but that is, like, that is good reason. So she's like, I still don't get yeah. the trinkets if you win or if Jesse wins. So... 
but, but he, she could have demanded the, the trinkets to, to save him. I don't think he made it explicit that that's what he was offering. But she, <laughs> no. I think she was sort of did make it quite explicit that she didn't care what he was offering. No, no. He could offer like the 2011 Rugby World Cup. <laughs> She's like, no. Wow. Uh, Cam is on board with Extermination GC Project, um, a two-pronged approach, hoping that Court or Cam will win the next challenge and then they can put GCM run up against each other. And then the next day, they'll stand down the one who loses. It didn't play out like this, though, in the end. But, like, I can see, I could understand everyone's reasoning and it was so amazing because last week I was so confused. (laughs) And this week I feel very smug. (laughs) About, about getting everyone's plans. And they're really complicated. Um, no one's trust anyone. It's great. There's a face-off. It's a platform ball balance thing. And despite having just had a plan where they were not going to stand Jesse down in this in this particular challenge, Cam does a quick change of mind, stands him down, and sad Jesse from the sidelines is akin to sad Duncan about midnights. <laughs> His little True. face. The face. And he looks so tiny does. on those giant boxes. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I liked how, I mean, Cam broke a pinky promise. I don't know. What are your thoughts on breaking a pinky promise? I think he broke the pinky promise because he realized that Jesse, who's supposed to be in an alliance with him, put him in a, like, he didn't blackmail him, but he did, it was a. He threatened him. He threatened him. He, he was like, if, if you don't share this. Card with me, there's a chance you'll be going up for elimination tonight and it'll be my doing. So, I mean, in general, in the real world, I think a pinky promise is sacred. Yeah. And you should never break it. <laughs> I think in the show, in the context of, you know, Jesse basically threatened him to gain the pinky promise. I feel like it was sort of all in the game. Mm. It was like a rat bag move, and you and I'll be doing it every episode, but I was like, shot Cam, you know? And also, if we compare this to Cam a few weeks ago, you know, mm. being wishy-washy, when he, I think when he was the kaihotu of his tribe, and he was just like, I don't know what to do, like, I'm so freaked out, everyone's walking all over me, and now he's just like, fuck your pinky promises. Yeah. I don't care. That's, it's quite cool. It's such a swing. Everyone's swinging real hard, and Jesse's <laughs> sort of starting to lose a lot of stability. Um, who won... Siobhan. Siobhan won. won. See, I'm telling you, she's like a weapon. She is. Mm-hmm. She rates her balance. Yeah. it was a, we, I thought this thing looked really hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. Really hard. Bouncing three different things. And they're, so they're basically sitting in these little wedges little that are just grows, like yeah. like asking to for the ball to just roll out and drop off the side. They did look like squash balls. Something to think about. Mm. Right. Well, then Susan DeVoy should have done better. She should have done better. <laughs> <Too> better. <laughs> we haven't had a squash-based challenge yet. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe no. that's the finale. She did get to watch a tennis match between Courtney and GC um, while they were having their cheese board, though, and that was nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> squash the cans, you know. Oh, true. true. <laughs> Take it back. Our department didn't quite get the, uh, the message there, but anyway, <laughs> close enough. Um, the prize is a hangi, prepared by Nati Kuri, and everyone gets to go. That's nice, and they have a lovely time. It looks super yum. I know. I had my it's first so, ever hangi. Cool. This year for our Matariki celebrations. Oh, wow. And it was, was so great. So I ate so much pork. <laughs> Who did? Me. You did. Oh. I just ate so much pork that day. <laughs> <laughs> Kept going back for more. Did we do a pod? I think we did a podcast after oh, that. After we were it. like just out of it. Because <laughs> there, yeah, there, there was a lot of volume. Yeah, because we, we had the talk ahead of it. Everyone was real hungry. And by the time it went 
Oh, and it was it was really oh, on. It was the most delicious feast. Anyway, so I can only imagine that's what it's like for these people who haven't eaten for weeks, um, <laughs> just like us when we were a bit hungry that time. Uh, and and it was a, it was just a it was another beautiful. We had a very similar, really nice touching hungi. Was it hungi last year or was it just a hangout? I'm not sure with Nati Kuri. Mm. but it was just a really nice moment in the episode. I know there was a hangi, but yeah, there, there was a very that the, these are obviously like a a. Tent pole of the mm. of the season structure now, and they were always good. It was interesting as well that it kind of came up. They were talking about the natural environment and protecting, you know, the tongue or yeah. the sea and stuff, and working closely with Jesse Chooks Charity. Yeah, That's, do you think the fix is that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. I think this helps raise that charity up the ranking a little bit. Mm. Oh, because you had them on the bottom. I didn't have animals. them on the bottom. I didn't have them on the bottom. No, I didn't. Let's see. Though I've got to say, I, I did turn to the person I was watching this with and go, $5,000 to save the whole ocean. That's that's a real drop in the Still ocean. Get done. <laughs> but, but, you know, great work. Um, anyway. <laughs> You actually have to rate the charities at the end I of the season. I can't. That's terrible. On. You're making it clearer and clearer by each <laughs> so pod. Bad, so what bad. What you value. <laughs> I, I think $5,000 is going to go a really long way to the aunties. Yeah, mm, you that's know. true. Um, okay, Siobhan is just frothing at this point about the power that she's got, and she is making the big moves to put up two big players. You've got Ron Cribb, who physically destroys Anything and everything in this path, and you've got Jessie. including the ocean. <laughs> including the ocean. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Jesse is trying to protect the ocean. Mm. Yeah. Ron is like, get the fuck out of my <laughs> yeah. way, ocean. Yeah. Stomping on fish. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think purely like the the wake that that oh. Ron produced when he was walking, stomping through the ocean, probably displaced entire True. schools of fish. That's you know, right. tsunami alerts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, and Jesse the Whippet, who's just wily and clever and cunning and extremely likeable, um, these two up against each other, and no one can change Siobhan's mind, as we've said. So good. They should have made this a pay-per-view, honestly. $3.49. <laughs> I mean, I am so excited <laughs> to see what happens on whatever if we ever get that episode that uh, is already aired probably by the time you're listening to this Wednesday night, we're in this weird suspended reality, aren't we? Breaking news, it's in. It's in. Breaking news, it's in. Okay, let's watch it live. (laughs) Okay, no, it's coming ASAP four minutes ago. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, quickly we'll talk about the elimination. So this is Jesse V. Ron. It's a pendulum pendulum statue situation. That was a Gumbus challenge. What the hell was that? I don't understand. understand. You can't ding the thing. You can ding the thing. But you can ding the thing, but only if the thing doesn't knock the statue off. You can't ding the thing. (laughs) It's a great name for a reality TV show from the early 2000s in New Zealand. There's a whole format right there. That would probably win best TV, best reality TV format. Um, You can ding the thing. What I found interesting was that you can also go right around the thing. You don't even need to go through the gaps. Yeah, why go through that at all? Yeah. Are you allowed to go? No. Well, they were. What? They were going right around. They were missing and going right around. So I don't but really. But then you'll understand. never do the thing. I don't really. You had understand. to keep up the momentum. It was to keep up the momentum, and but also your um, what is that thing? Your little wobbly st- stand thing, not the statue, but the whole apparatus is not allowed to stop moving. What? Yeah. So it's like if you're, <laughs> or maybe it's your sp- no, whatever no, it your is, spinny thing, whatever it is. Jesse won. <laughs> and he won a clue, which is coordinates. And in his brilliant Jesse way, he's like, this clue's coordinates. Do I even need this thing? 
Because of course he knows where the, mm. the treasure is. Yeah, but yeah, I I do worry that if Jesse makes the final, it's gonna be real short. And <laughs> they'll find a way. They'll find a way. Surely production will find a way to make it an exciting final. Goggles. Put on yeah, upside you're down doing goggles. A, you're doing an upside down goggles with cans tied to your ankles. <laughs> From inside a monolith. And you have to swim through Ron Cribb. Good luck. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's Tuesday's show. Now, hopefully, what's going to happen now mm. is probably, Duncan, you won't be here because you've got a lot of time. Yeah, I'll just um, be off being sad about midnight somewhere else. But, but Alex and I will hopefully be back in just a wee moment with uh, a rundown of Wednesday night's episode. And if not, if this just goes dead air and it's the end of the pod and you can see it counting down to the last five seconds, sorry. <laughs> we fucked we up. up. We dinged the well, thing. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did ding the we thing. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> we did ding that one thing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The we real pod the is real back. Pod. <laughs> they tried to stop us. But we said no. <laughs> we slept in the studio until the screener for Wednesday night's episode of Celebrity Treasure Island came through come through it did and here we are 24 hours later from what you've just heard mm. i think we've both grown a bit we have probably changed in some ways yep. you've done a panel that's huge i've done a panel this morning thank you it uh, went well it went very well um except for the bit <laughs> except for the bit where i said something that was like slightly contrasting to what someone else said and then just, just started going just bear in mind these are all our own opinions, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what am I doing? Do it's not, we're not doing op-eds up here. We're just talking about podcasts. <laughs> Did you think you were going to get sued if you didn't say honest opinion? I just felt bad for for something that I said that, that was pro-podcast anti-radio. Oh, with someone who, with, with, with someone who, who like, you know, sells both radio and podcast advertising sitting to the right of me. Mm. Did you was, get egged? I did not get egged. I did not get egged yet. Mm. Yeah, I've been egged before. Um, my house has been egged twice. Mine too. And, uh, and it's not nice. And mm. I don't know why. So it remains to be seen. I if, got egged by a neighbour neigh- a that had a crush on me. He used to leave me pizzas on my doorstep because he worked at Pizza Hut. And do you think an egg would go quite nice with that? <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to up my protein. Hang on, was he egging in a well, like, it was a nice that, way? Like, it was that, you know. You tease the ones. Cheat and keep them keen kind of thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, we actually, we started recording this segment and then we're like, oh no, low energy, let's start again. And now we've started again and it's weirder than ever. It's weirder than ever. It's gone to a strange that's place. That's what happens when you have a break. I found out there's a new Prime Minister in the UK. That's something I didn't oh, know. Did you it? know? No, breaking news. I don't know. Toby Manhouse started talking to me about it and I was like, I'm sorry to this man as in you and I'm sorry to this man you're talking about, <laughs> but I have no idea what you're talking about. I think Toby Manhouse should be the new Prime Minister of the UK. I agree. That'd be nice. I think he's probably like 12th in line. He'd stop talking to us, <laughs> wouldn't he? He'd be too. He'd be too... Important. That's true. Well, let's just keep him down where he is. But I high roaded him because he doesn't know who Cam Mansell is. Oh God, Cam Mansell. Cam Mansell. That's embarrassing for him. I I would say. I know. Didn't know Elvis Lepetti. Didn't. So oh. we st- we stay in our lanes and we do a good job. Yeah. You That's have an, the rule. You have an orange tongue. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just think we need to talk about the orange tongue in the room. <laughs> well, you brought these cupcakes back from your lovely panel. Mm. Brought to you by Rover. Yeah, you can listen to this podcast. You might be listening to this podcast on Rover right now. And or if, should any of you the other... swap if you're not? Or I'd, is that too make, far? No, you can do whatever you like. Okay. I'm um, not beholden to anyone. So there was a big sort of sugar, uh, what do you call that? Rover logo. Yeah. 
which I enjoyed, mm-hmm. and then some bright orange icing, mm. which I tried to avoid by doing, and people will be familiar with the Anne Hathaway cupcake trick, which I wasn't she famously familiar. discussed on the Kelly Clarkson show once, um, where you take the base of the cupcake and put it on top and squish down the icing and make it like a sandwich. Lo and behold, still got an orange tongue. It's weird because last time you had a PI cupcake, it was a green one, and you ended up with a green tongue so bad that you had to leave had to the go office. Ho- I had to go home because I was distracting everyone, and I felt really, I felt really insecure. And I just literally had one of these cupcakes as well, and my tongue pink, just tongue pink, normal tongue pink, <laughs> and yours is bright orange. So I really feel like we've like discovered something here. Mm. Poke it out. Oh yeah, still orange, <laughs> still orange. Poke it out. Anyway. So where were we? Okay, episode three for the week, (laughs) Okay, episode 24 for the series, season. Um, We're down to the final six. We've got Elvis, Siobhan, Dame Susie, Jesse, Courtney, and Cam. What a lineup! Amazing lineup. I'm starting to get stressed because I knew that this was coming, but when they start being like, this is the last charity challenge and this is the last. It's like the end of camp. uh, I'm not ready. They have been there a really long time. I know, but I want them to stay. Oh, well, that's that's a budget problem (laughs) and a life problem. We Mm. start with, as you say, the very last charity challenge. Slingshots knocking down cans. They're kind of getting to the the dark corners of the art department now. Mm. What have we got lying around? Slingshots. That's all we've got left. Man, it's been quite a slingshotty, well... It was a very slingshot-heavy episode. It was. It I can't was speak to like the whole season because I missed a few weeks. But have there been lots we haven't of had a, We haven't had a lot. Really concentrated. You don't see a slingshot very often. I'd like Do to you? see more slingshots. Bart Simpson, yeah. Dennis the Menace. I think, again, a Christmas party with some of these activities would just go down a treat. Mm. Although uh, they really struggled with this challenge. Dame Sue's, of course, hit. Basically, all of Courtney's cans down by accident. If you were Courtney, would you go Harvey's on the prize? Because I would. For charity. Yes. For charity, you should, eh? Yeah, I I kind of thought that's what was going to happen. And Court just was like, thanks very much, Suze. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She is an at-all-costs kind of a woman. She really is. I mean, it's it's her right, but it's not the way. It's not the way of the island, as we've established. You share. Uh, there's some delicious snapper. Everything goes out the window now. They've got one night left at camp, and, and the, you know, they're just like, now we're eating delicious snapper, and there's a bloody crayfish. Enormous crayfish. I mean, we're getting ahead, but come on. Where's all this food? Where does just, it come from? I mean, I think it comes from Natikuri, but aside from that, that's yeah, they're supposed to still be starving to the very last, aren't they? I want, I want to see them crawling across the sand for a single bean. I think Jesse Chook looks like he is like about to die he's so <laughs> emaciated <laughs> but he's still got a giant grin on his face he really he? does and the less skin and fat he has on his face the bigger <laughs> the grin gets i just am like that could be if they stayed on another 20 days he might lose his magic you know because mm. he may not have all that strength like that's it is negligent and um, <laughs> and would be suable for certain to, to get people to a state where they can barely move. But great telly. Interesting telly. Interesting telly. Okay, everyone's conspiring against Jesse, right, yesterday in the, in the previous episode. Everyone had a mandate to get Jesse out and the little whippet whipped and he is still bloody Now there. watch him whip and watch him nay-nay. <laughs> He has so many trinkets. <laughs> so he's got so many trinkets and even more by the end of this episode. Um, Cam thinks Jesse's going to win. He's a bit down on it. And Susie's like, uh, what about me, though? Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you think I could win? Because I could win. Silly, silly boy. Silly, silly boy. <laughs> um, but I can understand where Cam's coming from. Jessie looks unbeatable at this point. Mm. I liked how Susan said to prepare for the win. She might shave her legs and her armpits. Mm. When Cam was like, you does 2021, you don't need to shave your armpits. Yeah. Hang on. No, it's 2022. Love that. <laughs> very, very cute. Um, so, yes, as you mentioned, Ron left all his trinkets for Jesse. Weird that he didn't leave even one for Courtney. I know. What happened? I don't know. It just wasn't covered. So somewhere at some point, there yeah. became some sort of rift in the ultimate ironclad alliance. That the was. Backstreet Boy and the remaining Spice Girl. Yeah. I'm so curious to know. And then they get into speculation about having to be paired up because that's what happened last season. I don't have much memory of this. Yes, because this is where Lance blindsided Edna and put Edna with Buck in the pairs. Uh, remember? And yes. they had that really, then they got like a nice baguette lunch and they all sat in complete silence. Because Edna was so pissed with Lance. That's right. Okay. That was an iconic moment. It's all coming back to me. So remains to be seen what will happen uh, with the pairing this time. Though it's looking like, well, because there was a, um, well, first of all, before the face-off, Courtney apologised to Jessie because, of course, she has to. Mm. She's got to try and get in with him again. He's he's basically holds, like, a Mary Poppins bag full of things, <laughs> as well as being the navigator slash trader. And uh, in good faith, Jesse gives Court a screwdriver, one of two that he has. Just I mean, who needs around. two? Yeah. Gives her the flimsy one, sans note. Yeah, so my QQ is, does a screwdriver do something? Like, do you need a screwdriver, or does it? Is it just the fact that it contains the note? I suspect that... The tools, because they don't seem to be clues as such. They're almost more like things that might be useful in, I don't know, the challenges in the mm. final day or maybe unscrewing the lid on the chest. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> like, you don't have a screwdriver, you just can't get into the cash, yeah, sorry. Like, you just go home, <laughs> so close, sorry. Because but... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I thought kind of like in the end, it sort of doesn't really matter, right, how many clues you've got based on the uh, uh, like the past two seasons. You just follow everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's very much that vibe. I do remember last year they had um, the clues kind of led them to a, well, no, they, they got to a hut and there were bits of a map that were all stashed in like a puzzle. Like there mm. were, But there were three three complete maps all kind of like broken up like a puzzle and, and scurried away into all different objects in the room and the clues led you to the different objects but really, all you had to do, do was go in, open everything that you possibly could find, mm. and grab one of the puzzle pieces out of each thing, and Bob's your uncle. That's right. And that's basically what happened. And then even when they got to the location, the actual digging up basically relied on some like deep garden knowledge that Chris Parker <laughs> had about a certain kind of shrub. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. So it's still anyone's game, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's Jesse's game. <laughs> So the face-off is more slingshots, bigger ones this time. Um, the prize is the choice of another clue, which is exciting for everyone. Jesse's just like, I don't even know if I've got room in my pockets anymore. <laughs> and a phone call home. Two years in a row, interesting statistic. The phone call winner has gone on to win the game. It's really interesting there. Mm. I did not know. Yeah. So it gives you such a, a boost. Or just just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. I don't know if two years in a row isn't is quite Who enough won the first season? data. I can't was it wasn't it um Sam Wallace? Oh, yeah. Was it? Yeah. It was, was, wasn't it? Uh what's everyone missing? Well, 
Cam's missing music and literally no one. What would he have done if he won the phone call? Would he have called up Spotify? Yeah. <laughs> Shazam, hotline. <laughs> Susan's missing her husband, boys, and the news, which is great. Um, Jesse is missing his girlfriend, Jules, and the cat waking him up at three in the morning and five in the morning and so Aww. on. Uh, Courtney's missing her partner and food. Siobhan's missing her husband and babies, and Elvis. Oh, my God, Elvis. As a mum of boys. <laughs> what a treat this was to see on my screen. He misses his mum. He misses his sister, his family, his friends. But he's got tears for mum, and he wants to take her out and get her nails, nails done. done. It just been time because we could lose anyone at any moment. I was sobbing. Were you sobbing in this moment? I was tearing up. Oh, I was tearing up, So Alex. beautiful. I just can't. I just... I'm just going to wander past all the nail salons in Auckland until Looking I see Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Mum. Finding Elvis. It's a podcast, isn't it? Finding, Finding Elvis. Elvis yeah. And his mum. Um, so for this challenge, they have to poke sandbags out of an overhead net and then slingshot those sandbags into little nets. Mm. Um, Brie calls her mum, FaceTimes her mum halfway through, which is yeah. great. They realised pretty quickly it was going to take ages. This bunch, not very good at slingshots. Also... <laughs> Did you notice anyone going and picking up their sandbags? No. I was going to say this. So How did they to, keep magically returning? They would have been getting pummeled. They would have had to reset every time because it would be too dangerous for someone to run out while people are firing sandbags. So I reckon they have to wait till everyone's fired or five, stop, go pick them up, come back. Mm. Otherwise it would be it would just – and so that would have taken that's, ages. That's TV magic. Brie probably could have made some more calls. She probably you know? did make some more calls just Call to make the ID, get some admin done. Probably, probably called – Spotify and put a hold on the CEO for just in case Cam won. <laughs> um, guess who wins? Big surprise. It's Jesse Shoe. He picks up another clue, this time the only one he doesn't He's already like, oh, have. Oh, I guess I'll have that. By default, I'll have this, this spool of, of wool. Um, and then he goes atop the hill to call his girlfriend, which is nice. Lovely Jules of 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I hear familiar with the. The loving mm. couple. I'm here. Oh, that's and right. I'm your familiar. mate says. Yeah. How are you? How are you enjoying watching your pal basically a disappear before our eyes and b just absolutely own it? Great. I think he's he's doing so well. He's it's, doing he's, so well. He's a real joy to behold. A real you know model of like positive masculinity. I think on our TV screens, it's it's really wonderful. I think also it's been interesting how he's kind of felt bad about some of the stuff he's been doing. I don't really think he's done anything that bad. Is no. He? He's just like doing it really well. He's playing the game in a nice guy way. You know? And he constantly is talking about his charity. You know, like, I don't want to talk shit, but you don't hear Courtney talk about her charity that much outside of the charity challenges. Whereas I feel like Jessie genuinely is really like, I really want to do this. She has, mission. I have heard her say, like, she wants to win for her charity. Okay. But also, Take that think, out. also think she really wants to win for her Courtney. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's highly competitive and she's got a lot to prove, but fuck, she's owning it too. These two just are such machines in this game mm-hmm. in every way. And Siobhan also just quietly a bit of a machine. Love I just Siobhan. I just don't think she realises how much of a machine she is. She's playing a totally different style of game. But it's st- st- it's working. Totally. And when you add that, like, she's away from her nine-month-old baby. I know. So lucky. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's got that little boost of, like, independence is just spurring her on. Like, I'm I'm not just mum out here. Mm. I'm Siobhan. Warrior. Smurfette. Castaway. <laughs> Smurfette. <laughs> Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um... 
We return to camp to find Susie, as we mentioned, just absolutely hacking into a crayfish. <laughs> Like so a woman much. possessed. The look of disgust on Courtney's face <laughs> as Susan was just tearing open the bar. Only she just like Loved it. rips out the flesh and shoves it in her gob and it's just she's a savage and I love it. Um, <laughs> then she goes off to an interview and too much crayfish, cray, too much crayfish uh, in, in one sitting apparently. And I love how she's just like in real time, she's just chatting, chatting, and she's like, oh, sorry, hold on, I just think I need to go and vomit. And just gets up live mic still. We get a trigger warning from Brie. You hear her just evacuate, evacuate. Yeah. And then she just sits back and she goes, oh, immediately feel better. Right. <clears throat> Where were we? <laughs> you know she's one of those people that's like shit-faced at a party yeah. after doing beer pong and then just is like, excuse me? And like hobbles to the bathroom, vomits, and then comes back like yeah, doing the comes conga. back firing totally. Yeah. <laughs> Who among us has not taken a tactical vomit after gorging ourselves on crayfish? Me, I would never. Never been okay. there. Well, Joe's got a uh, Joe. Oh my god, <laughs> Joe's got a vomit thing. Jane, Jane, <laughs> Jane has a vomit thing. <laughs> I have a vomit thing. I'm phobic oh, of vomiting, yeah, I so I would. I'm I'm no good with it. But uh, yeah, I appreciated the trigger warning for the metaphobes amongst us, um, but it actually wasn't too disturbing. I vomited on a plane recently. Oh my god! Why? Yeah, coming back from wow. Oh. Yeah, I ate too much fake brisket. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't the plane as such. Or it wasn't the plane, it was... and it didn't make sense because it was like a very smooth flight, and yet there I was while we were landing. <gasps> I into filled a bag? three into a baggie? bags. Three bags. It was so stressful and intense and horrible, the and because it was jet star, oh. I had no compassion. They were like, can you tip it down the toilet? And I was like, do I have to? Oh, my <laughs> Can we word. not just put it in the bin, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> anyway. So did you have to get up and go to the loo and tip it down? No, I, I'd like just triple bagged it and put it in the bin. Oh, my I'm like, God. I'm not going to. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think I should have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, it's just one of those things. It's like working in a hospital, right? You, there's going to be some stuff you have to deal with. Yeah. If you're on staff at, at an airline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a real quick shout out to Jodie Rimmer from Brie as well. That's right. Regarding the spew. Different she, though, because Jodie's was a completely tactical spew. Like, that's it wasn't right. even real. She faked a spew to not be put up for elimination. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. Whereas Susie did not fake it and uh, and it made no, no difference to the show whatsoever. It was just a lovely TV moment. Doesn't season one just feel like a different world? Like Jodie Rimmer in that duck mask and like the whiz. Dressed up. Remember, remember when the they, they were dressed up in coconut? The, the dudes coconut dressed up brass, in coconut bras. And the whiz running around in a giant, giant hat. Like the biggest hat you've it ever just seen. Feels, it does. It feels like a different show. Mm. Last season was the turning point, And this season it's just it's off the charts. Yeah. Um, the Pears Choosing Challenge is how we round out the show. It's a tower building competition. This is a Survivor classic. And Susie D's got the method, mm-hmm. which everyone copies. But Courtney copies slightly more efficiently. She refines it. And I was really confused about how she made a triangle with two bits. Well, Can you explain? She made a, like an, an arrow, I guess, an arrowhead out of two bits and didn't complete oh, with the third no bit. But that back. was just enough. It was still oh, enough for one to sit on top sta- in a stable fashion. Mm. Um, great. I mean, honestly, great, great coming in from behind, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like the horse that just bounds up the side of the horse race and takes it out at the finish. Uh, and I really didn't want Courtney or Jessie doing this because I, yeah. I just didn't want them to end up being in a pair in the pairs. I felt bad for Cam. Yeah. He was he was right up he was right yeah. up there and, then and got, Susie Dame. It was her shakes. bloody idea. It was her bloody idea. You're right, actually. It's full credit to the dame. Thank mm. you. Um, 
we should give her a night to her damehood. <laughs> dame, <line>. dame. Dame, dame. <laughs> Double dame Susie D. <laughs> <laughs> Double dame. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So I, I guess what's going to happen is they're building up that maybe, oh, maybe Courtney will, will go rogue and she won't choose to be on a team with Jessie, but I feel like she will. Mm, I think so too. And I just really hope now that somehow it's some sort of challenge that's about like that having physical and prowess is a huge disadvantage. <laughs> You're like, to win, you must do the best TikTok dance. It'd <laughs> be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we don't even find out. So it was a bit of a bit of a non-event this one because no one went home. We don't find out who the pairs are until next week. So it was really just all about Susie D and the crayfish, this whole episode. And that me. was a huge moment. It was a huge moment. It was really very was. iconic. <laughs> it's going to live on for sure. Um, so next week's final week. I can't believe it. Because we'll go down oh. to Piers on one night. And the pe- someone will, two people will get eliminated. And then we'll be down to four for the next night. And then it will be final three. Done. All done. All done and done dusted by this time year. next week. Oh, That's so sad. Where are we to go after that? Literally, though, what's on? What are we? Well, there's F-boy, but... Oh, oh God, no, I'm out. I've been, I, well, I'm still watching it, but I'm not having fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that clear. Um, and that's... Is that it? Maybe is we it? should we could start recapping the news. <laughs> <laughs> Susie D would listen. Yeah, No, she wouldn't. She'd catch it live. What are we talking about? She's too busy listening to Gone by Lunchtime. And vomiting. Yeah. God. Knowing her. Hey, uh, before we go, we do have a special treat. Like, 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 Max Key is getting back on the social media, but what? not the one you're thinking of. Not the Instagram, the TikTok. Wow. He's this doing is t- breaking news for me. It's, he's doing TikTokers, but he's doing them. And no one's ever called them that, by the way. Oops. Is it jujitsu? No. It's, it's, you, it's, we had to find it. Stone, Stonewood Key is the name of the thing. And, um, and he's, he's like. Boys have been sleeping away on the site. Let's go treat them out. Yeah, get some, some Krispy Kreme donuts. Takes them along. Does a little jump and ends up in a safety vest. Like he's, he's pulling out some TikTok tricks. Look this one, this is funny. He's on a digger and he's like, oh, what do I do? And the guy goes, oh, pull that. Oh, not that one. And then there's a fake explosion. Oh, it's really, wow. it's, it's, it's proper TikTok content. He seems aged out of it. Really? He seems too old for TikTok. That's scary. Isn't that mortifying? Oh, no. Did you know? Oh, I've already. T- have I talked about Sophia Grace? Talking about aging. Yeah, no, out. you talked to me about it, but we haven't talked about it in the pod. And I think this you, is do you know who Sophia Grace is? No, should I? She went viral singing Super Bass when she was eight years old and became like a big Ellen. Star. She went on Ellen and she just became a She's wearing a little pink, star. like, fairy dress, just belting super bass as an eight-year-old. Anyway, she's pregnant with her first child. <laughs> <laughs> she's now 19, to be clear, but it still makes you feel so old. I would have thought she must almost be starting high school by now. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably gone to her first disco. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We, should, we should get some crayfish in the well, next episode. It's a good idea. Okay, for the final. How does yeah. one do that? <laughs> that seems a very adult thing to do. I feel like mm. you'll know. Do you Probably know? not in the podcast studio, actually. Too no, smelly? Think about it. Too smelly. Mm. But okay. we could have some crayfish afterwards. And okay. Then we could all I love that. Have a tactical vomit. No, together. I can't feel oh, yeah, no, bored sorry. with that. <laughs> is, it, is it just, do I just need to meter how much I eat? Is that, will that save me? Because I want the crayfish, but I don't want the vom. Uh, I think you need to have not spent three weeks eating rice and beans okay. beforehand. Okay, that's fine. I can manage that. 
Very much so. Okay, all right. That's the end of the show for this week, but we will be back next week for the big finale. The big. Are we going to talk to the winner? Oh, maybe. I think we are. Yay! I think we are. It's exciting. It's very exciting. Okay, all right. <sighs> I don't know what to think. Okay, all right. Okay, make your plans. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> make your plans? I don't know. Plan to join us. Make a plan. Kia ora e te iwi. Te ai he here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.